if anyone's listening to this and you haven't watched all the previous episodes, um, we uh, I can't imagine for the life of me why this this would be the episode of too much energy that you start with but you know what i take that back because i don't know anybody that's like oh beast wars was okay but i really like (laughs) (laughs) too much energy is one of them a squid Titor, what have you done Blah, 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 Beast Wars once and for all. <laughs> it's like, throw her into the compactor. <laughs> well, you don't need this anymore. Why do you always talk to yourself? I simply have a pension for intelligent conversation. Yeah, Say Calabar! No! Say <laughs> No! Cybertronians, welcome back to Too Much Energon, the laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. What's going on this week, Cal? Moving. Moving. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. But what you going to do? Well, move, presumably. (laughs) (laughs) You you got (laughs) to. It's what you got to do. What you gonna do when move. when thine lords and ladies doth wish upon thee to move upon thy land, ye must obey. <laughs> Was that your uh, Shakespeare in the park right there? That's my uh, angsty millennial Shakespeare in the park. Right. <laughs> Fop doodles, a lot of them. I agree. I, I am forever grateful that you have int- introduced that word into my vocabulary. I don't even remember why I knew that. That's like the only ye old, ye old swear. Ye old fop doodle. <laughs> Plus, it's just fun to say. It is, uh, especially if you put like a really like exaggerated posh accent onto it. Yeah. Such as uh, OG Dino Clone. Yeah. Ah, the memories. <laughs> the memories of this podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Been going at this a while now. This is episode 54 of Too Much Energy on. Mother of God. Mother of God. Mother of God, indeed. Uh, I am happy to report to uh, everyone out there that my allergy issues have finally been resolved. So... No more nasally and Yay. sneezing and sniffling on mic and on camera. God, it was terrible. <clears throat> and then I swallowed the wrong way and cough. God, it was terrible last week. Like I was like constantly having to like, and not that this will mean anything to the audio listeners, but for the video version, I was constantly having to, to wipe my nose on camera, which just drove me insane. I got dust allergies. Christopher Siege has uh, like cat dander yeah. allergies. It's uh, we've uh, we have now become addicted to reactin. Yes, yes. So what I ended up finding out from my partner 
because for quite a while I thought it was uh, my my allergy woes were due to the uh, the the wildfires going on in British Columbia. Right, apparently. right. Um, but I I started realizing that it was only when I was at home for more than a couple of hours, and my part right. my my partner ended up uh, uh, mentioning that oh uh, that that she had been like literally taking a comb to the uh, area rug that we have in our living room uh, to, to pull out cat hair, to pull cat hair out of it. And she's like, oh, so it's probably just like thrown cat dander all over the house, which I am. Cat hair is fine. Cat dander, though, like, whew, oh, my God. Um, so both of us figure that that's probably why I was dealing with such insane allergies for the past couple of weeks. But uh, under my most gracious co-host recommendation, I took up taking Reactin and it works swimmingly. This episode of Too Much Energon brought to you by Reactin. Except I didn't buy Reactin. No. I bought Life Brand. No! <laughs> because it was $3 cheaper for twice the amount. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's the uh, off-brand version of the same thing. Yes, yes. For, for our listeners, uh, Life Brand is the, like, generic brand of... Uh, drug and vitamin knockoffs for a uh, chain of stores up here called Shoppers Drug Mart. Oh, I was going to say it's basically our version of like Walgreens or Rite Aid or yeah, uh, yeah, Rite Aid. Probably. Um, I saw the other brands, but the the reactant was on sale, so I was oh. like, mm, take that. I am sometimes skeptical of off brands of things, but right, <laughs> but I. They don't have flashy packaging. They don't have. How do you know to trust them? And they're way cheaper for twice the Suspicious. amount. Suspicious. Um, but I, I quite literally picked up a box of Reactant and a box of Life Brand, you know, whatever, and compared the medicinal ingredients, which, which is just one thing. It's like 10 milligrams of something. Um, and then I compared all of the non-medicinal ingredients and it was literally the same, like the, it was literally the same on both of them. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Has to be right. Yeah. And yeah. It, and, it, <laughs> and it works. Yes. What? It, is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. <laughs> My allergies are I... gone. Oh, I've been moving so much that it it helps, but it doesn't completely eliminate it. My, I feel like I I am the dust somehow. I'm the dustiest person on the on the planet. Like everything I have is like caked in dust, and I'm like, why? I've been to other people's houses. They don't have like th- five millimeters of dust covering every single object in their living room, but. Oh Here my! I am. My house is definitely like that, good sir. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have this. Uh, I don't know. It's like a, a swiver, like duster thing. And 
uh, I run it across the surfaces of like all mm. the electronics and tables and whatnot uh, in my living room because like the dust is insane, man. It makes me sneeze, and I don't yeah, I like need it. to start. It it does a lot, does a lot, which sucks because I'm moving. But soon it will be over. Soon, soon. Yeah, the yeah. the big moves happening soon, eh? That's true. Yeah, I have um, I have somebody coming in and helping me, and with a moving van. Well, I'm renting the moving van, but sure. And someone, you mean they're they're not bringing their own moving van that they just happen <laughs> to own? I know, right? How dare! What kind of friend are they? Since we're doing a little preamble here um we'll send you a little something for later i probably should have just messaged you that outside of zoom but absolutely you should have my brain doesn't i'll 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 find a way to send it to you it has to do with um moving and uh needing two strong boys uh you can send it to me in discord there we go so how about you how's the how's the week been fine i guess i don't know uh the mask mandate has come back in british columbia back baby it's back baby i knew it was gonna come back too yeah and uh see and i knew it was gonna come back because basically throughout the pandemic what i've kind of noticed is that BC basically follows California, like what California does, but just like two months later. And I know this because like, I listen to a ton of podcasts uh, that are bait that are hosted by people based in California. So like during the entire pandemic, I've been hearing like what's going on, like at ground level in California during, uh, during COVID. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, what I've noticed is that uh, BC follows California's example, but it just takes a couple months. A couple months behind, yeah. yeah we're a couple- the wildfires start a couple months later. Yeah, the- <laughs> just in general. <laughs> Every- yeah. Random elections happen a couple months later, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone listening... Uh, maybe I was going to say anyone listening and doesn't know about Canada, but that probably means they don't give a shit. Um, Most of our listeners are American. They under certain circumstances that are a lot easier than in the U S um, the uh, an election can be called uh, pre ma- prematurely. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. And it happens somewhat more than you would think like once every happens every once in a while i want to say every five years or so i maybe less yeah i think this will be like the third or fourth time that it's happened in my adult life yeah it it pops up every now and then the problem with it is it's always like abused by the um majority or minority in this like government yeah yeah. So basically, like, what's going on right now is like the the Liberal Party of Canada. They're in power, but they have a minority government in Parliament, 
and they want a majority government. So God damn it. <laughs> so basically uh, uh, premier or uh, prime minister, not premier, prime, <laughs> prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, the big P <laughs> the big, big J just pre, uh, prime minister, just incredible himself. <laughs> uh his um his like public approval rating is really has been fairly high during the pandemic and like even like i was never particularly fond of the guy i always thought he would be a fairly ineffectual prime minister and lo and behold he for the most part has been but during the pandemic like even i'll admit like he's done an all right job and so his approval rating's fairly high right now, so him and his party have decided to ask the Governor General of Canada to dissolve Parliament completely, which is a thing you can do when you're the Prime Minister. And the Governor General of Canada uh, did that, so Parliament, Federal Parliament is no more, which triggers an election. And the reason why uh, just uh, Prime Minister Justin Credible and his liberals did this is because they want a majority government. And they politically speaking, it's smart. And they figure because their approval rating is so high right now, this is a good time to kind of roll the dice, as it were. Um, my partner pointed something out to me that I, I wasn't aware of. Um, during times of crisis, the approval rating for countries' leaders um, always goes up. Yeah, yeah. Or often, unless they're completely incompetent. But there's many people in power that they cover many structures of a country to prevent any one person from ruining it. Right. Unless you live in the United States. Hey! <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, apparently the approval rating for leaders goes goes way up during like a pandemic or crisis. And uh, yeah, that's what's happening here. Yep. Now uh, he'll be able to speak moistly on whoever he wants. <laughs> uh, you wanna you wanna explain that one to the listeners? Oh, um. Oh, way back when all of this started, one of his addresses to the people, um, you know, why it's important to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, he uh, in the for the first like six months or so during the pandemic, he was doing daily addresses to the nation on national TV uh, out front of his I would house. watch them sometimes and yeah, yeah. he did a good job yeah he did yeah. and everybody makes fun of him for this I thought it was endearing like I thought it was funny but he says well like it's important to wear a mask especially during the the pandemic and you, you don't want people you, you don't want people speak uh, you don't want to you don't want to speak moistly at others <laughs> and he immediately goes moistly I like <laughs> Yeah, he caught it himself right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like laughed it off and then it, kept speaking. And it became a meme in Canada yeah. for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that completely. The speak moistly? Yeah. Yeah. 
not even sure if that's a word. I don't know. I'm going to say I don't care. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking moistly, uh, this is episode 54 of Too Much Energon, and we are talking about the fourth episode of Beast Machines, and we're going to get into talking about that in just a second. But first, here's a word about the Patreon. Do you want to hear more Lasercomb content each and every week? Is one episode each of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric simply not enough? Then boy do I have a solution for you. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where starting at a mere $5 per month, you get literal hours of bonus preamble audio each and every week, access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. At the $10 and up tier, you get our weekly weird news show, Lasercomb Tonight, as well as our Too Much Energon spin-off, Too Much Galavar, where we talk about the monthly IDW 2021 Beast Wars comic book. Yeah! At the $25 tier, you get all of that, plus our monthly Too Much Commentary commentary track, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Lasercomb tonight, today. This week on Too Much Energon, we are talking about the fourth episode of Beast Machine's Mercenary Pursuits, originally aired on October 9th, 1999. Cal, how would you like to get us started on the episode? Pretty hype. Uh, one thing I want to point out, so season uh, episode one or two of Beast Machines, um, at the end of the Beast Wars intro, it always... There would always be like this big hype voice that yells beast wars. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the jokes I had made in the, it, me too. One of the jokes I had made during the first couple episodes of beast machines is, Oh man, there's no like, like hype man to yell beast machines. So how do I know what show I'm watching? Right. right. Episode. Episode one and two just have like the logo and like the with the eagle claws and all that. But episode three onwards has a voice yelling beast machines. And I really I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the first two don't. And then from then on, there's a there's a hype man that yells beast machines after the intro. So uh. I I guess I have no criticisms of the show anymore. <laughs> uh so what's going on in the uh the the beginning of this episode then after Um, after the uh the beast machine (laughs) beast machines hype man so primal leads with loyalty and respect and megatron leads with well threatening people's lives well in this show well he's uh during the Beast Wars, he did lead with loyalty and respect. But I feel like in this show, he's kind of starting to come unhinged and people are kind of just following him out of... Oh, that's necessity. Yeah. He, he's a little different. You're right. But they're, they're both very different. Yeah. And it opens with Megatron being like, if you don't catch me those, those Maximals, I'll destroy you. Yeah. So you get to choose. Do you want to die or do you want to be rewarded with time on the xbox <laughs> right the choice is yours yeah so he's talking <laughs> so yeah he he's talking to his vehicon generals here uh thrust jet storm 
I almost said Jetfire <laughs> and uh, Tankor. And I do find it funny that in this episode that they keep like regularly referencing being rewarded by Megatron. It's like they know that we were going to make memes about it. <laughs> it's just amusing to me because it's like it's something we've frequently made fun of on this podcast. And they, they I, and now they're mention just, it a lot. Now they're just straight up like addressing it in dialogue themselves. <laughs> I, I don't know episode. what the reward is. What, they just get to drive around in peace, I guess? I guess. I... It gets a little confusing later on in the episode, and I'll mention it when we get there. But uh, so, so Jetstorm is like basically like, oh yeah, I would have caught the, oh yeah, Megatron, I would have caught those stupid Maximals if it weren't for these two Rotundos behind me getting in my way. And he's like, oh really? And he like tortures him with some electricity. Yeah. And he's like, no excuses, damn it. No. Now get out there. That's not how Who else. That's not how we do things on Planet Megatron. No. <laughs> and he slaps Tankar on the ass and he says, Now go get him. Tiger. And <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> and something oh, this is I saw this coming a mile away. Immediately after they leave. Um, all of the Vehicon generals like don't work together and indeed kind of like spend a lot of the episode fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah, there's a when I'm like there's a guys, there's a very extended fight sequence between uh Jetstorm and Thrust. Specifically, and, and Tankor just goes off and does his tank thing and actually tank or goes off and actually pursues the maximals yes and we'll talk about how successful he is when we get there yeah it may shock you <laughs> what is this so they do that <laughs> they <laughs> one simple trick to catch maximal scum Number seven will shock you. Opt. <laughs> the primes hate him. <laughs> um, uh, so they, the Maximals um, split up again, except this time it's like Rat Trap and Cheetor together. Yeah. And they go to a spare parts warehouse, and Cheetor comes to the genius conclusion that if it was just a spare parts warehouse, they wouldn't have gigantic, huge, like hanger doors with gigantic clockwork locks on them. Right. And I'm like, oh, astute observation. And uh, so Rat Trap sneaks in through a vent. Yeah, that opens it from the inside. That Cheetor boy, he's come a long way since uh, since running off with like Energon relay posts or whatever. I don't know. I'm running a trip. Well, I'm referencing the thing from the teleporter episode. Yeah. Where you run so fast, you just like turn into electricity. Um, yeah. Uh, so Rat Trap opens the door and he's like, please, please, no applause. I embarrass easily. And I'm like, no, you don't. 
you have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't waste any time. It's quite obvious that um, apparently this warehouse is where Megatron designed the uh, virus. Yeah, the, the trans- that helped him take over yeah, Cybertron. Yeah, the transformation lock virus. Mm-hmm. Which and I kind of wonder. Yeah, go ahead. I kind of wonder, like, uh, I was reminded recently as I was combing through footage of old episodes of Beast Wars and this show for something I'm working on uh, of the transformation <laughs> lock lens. Yeah, made by Tarantulas in the uh, Beast Wars season one episode, The Probe. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this virus. That uh, that Megatron developed for uh, Planet Megatron uh, could be based off of similar technology. Hmm, I'm sure the writers definitely thought about that. I'm sure they did, and I'm sure it will definitely be revealed that there is some link between yes. the two. One hundred percent. One hundred and ten percent. Wow, you're that sure? <laughs> it's like you've watched this before. <laughs> Or maybe he's a liar, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The answer will so, shock you. Cheers. Well, <laughs> they do get shocked a lot this episode. They do. Uh, so right away, Rat Trap reveals that there's an like an antivirus. Yeah. And he's got like a little canister. And I'm like, why would Megatron keep this warehouse? Uh, so the Maximals could find it in a later episode. For further production of the transformation lock virus mm. in case more Transformers show up. Yeah. Which indeed they sure. did. They did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Rattrap finds this uh what is it? What what does he call it? Does he call it the, the antivirus or the counter virus in this episode? It's called a counter virus. Counter virus, yeah. And um, man, they animated Cheetor's kitty cat face so nicely in Beast Machines. Mm. And uh, Cheetor jumps up on the counter like a cat. And he's like, shouldn't we tell dad, uh, daddy Gory Chan? <laughs> Gary Primal. <laughs> the Daddy, daddy Primal uh, about this. And Rattrap is like, good idea. Why don't you go back alone and <laughs> yeah. tell him? And I'll stay here and well, because like guard the base. Well, because uh, literally right before that, Rat Trap was basically salivating over it, being like, I can use this on myself and no more rat mode for me. Woohoo! Yeah, like holding it against his chest. Yeah, and Cheetor's, and Cheetor's like, like, Whoa, there, whoa, whoa, there. We need to ask, we need to ask Big Boss. And so Rat Trap BSs him and he's like, why don't you go back and, and tell him? And Cheetor's like, okay. <laughs> and Rat Trap He's del- not that dumb. Rat he- Trap delivers it in such a like very obvious way. Like it's the kind of thing that you only ever see in kids' shows, really. Yeah. Where a character is like, because like the 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 child viewing it needs to be aware that like something fishy is going on. Yeah. So Rattrap is just like, huh, yeah, you're right. Say, why don't 
you go on ahead and tell him, and I'll hang back here. Okay, but don't touch anything. Yeah. And he's like, I pinky promise. Rat's honor. And um, behind him, um, you know how, like, you're allowed to break a promise if you, like, cross your fingers behind your back when you make a promise? That's, like, a trope from, like, 90s cartoons. I I, didn't, I don't know of any younger people. I didn't actually that. know that, but. Oh, every once in a while in like a kid's movie or a TV show or something like that, someone will have like their fingers crossed behind their back and be like, oh, don't worry. I promise. <laughs> and then the camera will pan to show them like <laughs> they had their fingers crossed behind their back. Um there's a panning shot that shows uh, Rat Trap's tail is crossed behind his back. So it's, mm. well, and it's he, kind of like... Well, and his tail is also holding the uh, the counter virus thingy, too. Yeah. And just in case <laughs> the audience wasn't sure that he was going to use it on himself. I just realized there's a little schematic of what he's going to look like on the computer. Yeah. Hmm. We'll get to that when that pops up. So Cheetor finds the others pretty lickety split. So they're like scurrying about. Uh, Gary Primal, Black Arachne, and Cheetor are like moving about in the dark, and uh, they get spotted by Tankor. And Tankor is all like, "Tankor, kill beast bots. Get reward. Yeah. Get all the reward." Get all that sticky, gooey reward. <laughs> it's uh, remember, it's only the first of many times they talk about a reward. Yeah, especially Tank or remember how you were yeah. saying, uh, what was it last week or yeah, it was last week. You were saying about how um, uh, like Tank or needs to be like endearingly dumb. I feel yeah. like he kind of gets to that point in this episode for me. He wasn't before, he but wasn't. He, yeah. he is in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like dumb characters for them not to be annoying. Quick strike. Um, they need to be endearing. Yeah. Like Scorponok or Tankor. Or Waspinator. Or especially Waspinator. Especially Waspinator. <laughs> and Tankor is like endearingly dumb in a different way than Waspinator, but yes <laughs> so there's some yada yada as they're running away from Tankor and they're like we need to transform and Primal's like negative there might be explosives in these containers yeah and Tankor Tokyo drifts around the corner screaming Rawr! and he shoots them Rawr! and there's this giant green reward <laughs> I've got such a raging reward coming my way um, and he shoots the storage containers looking for the Maximals and green explosion pops up and Primal kind of like turns back to the others and he's like see told you so and I'm like but just because they transform doesn't mean they, they were going to shoot those and also if they're just fine after Tankor exploded the storage containers, then what danger was it to them if they accidentally shot them too? Right. Just little little things like that. 
<laughs> uh, it's worth pointing out that the reason why they're here is uh, because Gary Primal was like, I sense the presence of a familiar spark. Right. It must be over there. And when they go over there, they find Tangor. Hmm. So they're... Um, something suspicious. Yeah, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, listeners. Yeah, so Tankor loses them. And he's like, Beast Bot's gone! No! And screams. Must have like, reward! Well, and indeed, he's got he's got such a hard-on for the reward, he just starts shooting everything. <laughs> in frustration. <laughs> uh, and then... Um... Oh, God. Rat trap show. There's a whistle. Yep. Yep. Then they all turn around and uh, look who it is. It's uh... just after, by the way, the Maximals were all like, we should engage with stealth. They can't detect us in our beast modes. And Rat Trap's like, woo, look at me. <laughs> and he's like being super loud and b- bouncing up and down. Look what I can do. I can transform. I am transformed. And indeed, we finally get to see Rattrap in robot form. And uh, yep, he's uh, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> he, he, I don't fucking like it, man. <laughs> he's got a boy face. He's got a bo- like a little boy's face. He's got a boy face with like <laughs> these weird like like they almost look like pelvic bones sticking out of his like sides and his tail kind of looks like a spine and he doesn't have legs he has wheels i actually don't mind the the design of his face but like he's the rest of his design is fucking awkward he's odd looking i will say yeah yeah, you know what would have been a good look for them in Beast Machines, but not on Beast Wars? Raptrap's transmetal form. It had wheels, but they were on Planet Energon, where there are like rivers and cliffs and forests. Yeah. You know what would be rad here? His fucking like rat rod form. It's transmetal form. And instead I get this. evil mode. <laughs> yeah. I. This isn't I don't know what this is, but I I don't like it. It makes me wonder how atrocious looking the others would have been if they didn't, if they gained a physical transformation instead of a spiritual transformation. Right. Oh, God. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, brace. Here we are, folks. Brace yourself, because there is a new character that is going to be introduced to this show at some point in the near future. Oh, who has a uh, it's just a very unfortunate character indeed. Cheers, mm, worse than Rat Trap's design, or worse for different reasons. You know what? I'll, Let's just find out. I'll let you be the judge of that, good sir. Oh, god, oh, god, what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, um, they're like, Rat Trap, you have to change back. We're stealth moding it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and he's like, but. But I am transformed. Finally. It's like, you cheated, you little shit. He did cheat. Um, <laughs> he didn't actually. It's a very rat trap thing to do. It is a very rat trap thing to do. <clears throat> but he's, uh, 
So Tankor starts, Tankor detects them and starts shooting yeah. at them and they they flee and they're like, go back to beast mode, you fucking dumbass. And dumbass Chuck E. Cheese looking motherfucker. He's, and, he's uh, he, having he problems. He's having problems maintaining uh, one form. So he keeps like partially like transforming to beast mode and then partially back to robot mode. And it's a little body horror yeah. going on here. Like one arm will turn into like his robot mode and then suddenly one leg will turn into a wheel. Yeah. He kind of looks like a rat rod form for a moment <laughs> where his rat feet turn into giant wheels. Yeah. And then his robot head um, comes out when he's in beast mode. So he has both of his heads, his rat head here, and then his robot form head. It's so bizarre. And they both speak at the same time. Yeah, that's... Some body horror I wasn't expecting on my beast machines. I don't don't like it. (laughs) Just going to put that out there right now don't like it that that i'm gonna save that screenshot because it's the stuff of nightmares <laughs> i would say uh i'll make Holy that the show shit. art for this episode but i already picked out the the show art before we even started recording okay it's it, it's much less horrifying also involves but two heads though two heads are better than one but not on red trap no no um so Gary Primal, uh, as they're fleeing, like Gary Primal finally decides that, you know what, we can't keep running. So he's like, I am transformed. And Black Arachne and Cheetor are like, fucking finally, bud. Yeah. And so they transform too. And Finally, let's go for a rip. But <laughs> Rat Trap can't help them because he's still like being all fucking janky. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Jetstorm and thrust thrust yeah jetstorm and thrust uh still fighting and i never understood the motivation for them fighting each other like doesn't that lessen the odds of them capturing the maximals or destroying them i don't get it either because like later on in the episode they decide to just work together seem randomly randomly seeming like off camera and then well, they're like, okay. It's like a mutual understanding. It's like when you're fighting somebody, but then somebody else bigger comes along. But instead of teaming up all, we'll, we'll get there. It's dumb. Yeah. They, they instead of like teaming up collectively as a group, they team up and decide, hey, that tank or guy, fuck him. Yeah. Like they just arrive at the same time and they're like, hey, those Maximals don't belong to us. And it's kind of like the schoolyard thing where like you end up fighting somebody and then you become friends, I guess. But why wouldn't they show up and just go, hey, let's work together yeah. to get these guys? Nope. And indeed, they uh, are punished for their hubris. Oh, there's a scene at around the 10 minute mark. Oh, I just noticed the uh, comic book blur lines when they're running. I like it. Um, so fucking Cheetor. There's a thing that happens with uh, Thrust when he transforms into overdrive mode. Um, we get a very like a- 
anime style like background and it's not the first time we're gonna see it in this episode when uh yeah or it is the first time it's not the last time we're gonna see it yeah in this episode when characters transform but it is the first time we've seen it in this show and i really hope it doesn't become a thing hmm um, if you go to the 10.06 mark, if you were wondering if uh, this was inspired by Matrix before, I can definitively I, tell you. I, I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew that you knew that I would, <laughs> was going to bring this up. I didn't um, take note of because I've watched this episode twice now. I didn't take mm-hmm. note of it when I watched it the other day. I did definitely noticed it when i was watching it uh, a few hours ago today <laughs> yeah i'm like so uh cheetor is like squaring up against uh tankor and then black arachnia like s- swings in to like from behind to battle him to and her arms go up and she straight like, up does a like trinity from the first matrix film where she like leaps into the air a camera yeah freeze frame camera freeze frames like whips around her and then she strikes like literally in the exact shot that trinity does at the beginning of the matrix yeah so when i was watching this earlier i'm like okay so that that is the final confirmation that we needed that the people who made this show watched like the, the matrix, matrix. <laughs> like six months earlier and were really fucking hyped on it and they were like holy shit and they came into work with sunglasses and trench coats every day yeah (laughs) i'm i'm all for it (laughs) um everyone listening to this um in north america that's that watched this show was and was alive during the turn of the uh, the millennium is very aware that everything referenced the matrix for like a solid five hell ten five years i'd say everything uh shrek like everything had that slow motion jumping like kick shop whether it was a parody or or not yeah it was impossible to like make a movie without seeing matrix references uh, but it's not obnoxious. I, I dug it. It suits this this show. <laughs> and it's a very quick shot too. Like it is. It, it, yeah. It's a blink and you'll miss it type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look down at your phone for a second. You'll miss it. And uh, Tankor, the fight's dragging on. Tankor, um, he pulls a pulls one out of the uh, the maximal textbook, and he shoots. Instead of shooting a mountain and making rocks fall, there are no a... rocks on planet Megatron. Oh God. Um, so I guess instead of the maximal maneuver, this is the Viacon maneuver. Because Tankor shoots a building and a satellite dish like breaks off and falls and captures all of the the maximals. And I'm like, okay, the maximals got away with that bullshit in Beast Wars, so I'm I, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will say uh, just before that, I, I I really dig Gary Primal's like running, like flying drop kick that he tries oh. to do to Tankor. Yeah, <laughs> and it, he just bounces off of him. Yeah, it, 
but I appreciate the effort. Yeah, 10 out of 10. And so after the, the Maximals get like covered up by the this fallen satellite dish. Like, reward! Uh, re- reward! Reward! Tankor, get all of reward. And uh, kind of like a Pokemon that's named Reward. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that's when Thrust and Jetstorm show up and they're like, hey, not if we have anything to say about it. We're best friends now. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess. And we get some more anime <laughs> background bullshit. Okay, I'm watching for it. You, you mentioned this. I'm going to look for it. Anime background bullshit. Here we go. Yeah. I like how it's almost like a, a Western. They're like squaring off, all three of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I only so, caught that this, this watch. Like on Tubi.tv, 1131. 28, 29. Okay, with the, the solid colors moving from right to left. Well, we've seen that with the Maximals, but them running at the screen with like the the speed lines from the edges, right? We've only seen it this episode, though. Wasn't there that comic book effect in a previous episode? Well, that that's something different. There was a comic book effect in the, the previous episode with like the speed lines. This is something different different with like the the quick fast moving like background like color okay i see yeah i see yeah so when they're coming at the screen it's comic book but when they're running from left to right it's it's anime no when they're coming at the screen (laughs) it's like black lines this is like oh motion blur this is like these are this is like vertical or horizontal like colors like moving at super speed Sometimes you go so fast and the world just seems like a blur. I don't know. This is like Sailor Moon (laughs) or Dragon Ball bullshit. And Dragon Ball has hand painted backgrounds. I'll have you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean um, by the the Sailor Moon thing, though. Like the the computerized, like solid backgrounds meant to imply motion or just special effects. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a weird. It's, they, they're they're mixing it up. They've got some. It was it was something that was big at the time, and I wasn't a fan of it at the time, and I'm still not a fan of it. Hasn't grown on you? No. You wouldn't have liked Speed Racer, let me tell you. No, I <laughs> no, I did not like Speed Racer. No. Seventy five percent of the episode was just the the same footage of him doing this with inserted dialogue and his mouth moving. And the the background, just like that, whipping, whipping by is like solid colors. Yeah. So who wins this fight? Not Tankor. No. Uh, what I find funny is oh, that he, um, so Gary Primal uh, lifts the satellite dish up so the other Maximals can escape and crawl out as the the Viacon generals are senselessly fighting with one another uh-huh. and then gary primal like gets himself out and just drops the dish and like none of them notice like that would no they're busy fighting each other but that would be a cause that would make a pretty loud bang something that heavy and, and indeed it does and it, indeed, on the show. And indeed yeah. it does on the show but like none of the viacon generals even notice 
it's like when um hyenas and tigers are fighting for like a downed zebra and they're so busy fighting each other that the zebra gets up and <laughs> runs away and now nobody gets the zebra that's literally what's happening here they're fighting over glory reward reward i don't understand why all of them can't share the reward but okay and um so a big like so, battery or something like yeah tankor shoots like a an explosive energy a thing that explodes yeah yeah <laughs> and the explosion is so big it knocks everyone the Vietcon generals and the maximals like out except tankor except tankor he big yeah he big, he big. and strong <laughs> he might be <laughs> uh now the the ironic part about this that i just realized is if they just stayed under that dish that would have helped protect them from the explosion yep <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah you're and something you're not wrong <laughs> something unexpected happens tankor wins ties them all up and brings them back to megatron yep so we're we're back in uh, I, megatron's auditorium Man, Scorponok never got a win that good. Well, no, he's he had a side, he had a side of bees. No, he shot Cheetor a lot. Okay, no, Scorponok had some wins. Sorry, um, you were saying. So, uh, in Megatron's auditorium, like, uh, all the Maximals are like in energy shackles and. Rattrap still having trouble like maintaining one form. He's still like kind of half transforming back and forth. At, yeah, true body horror. Yeah. And Megatron is like, oh, you're having trouble. You are the victim of some sort of transformation virus. Cheers. Well, not to worry because you won't have to worry about that or much else for very long. No. <laughs> He actually, he's way more menacing sounding in the show, but like, I like to ham it up. That's like, how I like to ham it up like the, the old Megatron, you know? I was off air. I was saying to Christopher that uh, I associate Christopher's version, his impression of Megatron more with <laughs> Megatron than the actual voice actor <laughs> at this point. Kind of like how... Um, I didn't sound like Scorponok, but my version of Scorponok just kind of replaced <laughs> how Scorponok actually spoke. And same with our like Trucker Rhinox routine. Trucker Rhinox is probably closer to the source <laughs> than the other <laughs> the other two are. <laughs> yeah, but what happens here? Is he shit talking them before he tortures and kills them? He's Megatron. Yeah, he can't just off them. Yeah, yeah. He's basically shit talking them, and so uh, Tankor is like, "Me want reward now," and uh, Megatron is like, "Yes, you shall have your reward. You shall be free, free of all of this." Mm-hmm. And Tankor is like, "Me want." freedom now and so the maximals are like does tankor not realize that like this reward is to have his spark removed yeah so 
Like they they are aware. They are aware. So here's what I'm confused about. So the ultimatum that Megatron gave the Viacon generals at the beginning of the episode was I never even realized. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it was like, well, you I will basically I will kill you if you don't bring me the Maximals. But if you do bring me the Maximals, you will be rewarded. But the reward is apparently just having your spark ripped out again. So it's like, what? What's the why fucking, would, what's the fucking incentive? Why wouldn't I defect? Exactly. <laughs> and the show doesn't even seem to really address that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this Megatron is a lot more dangerous, evil, evil than than Planet Energon's Megatron. Definitely, Megatron got a lot more evil. Uh, yeah. as that evil and cruel as that show went on but this is very much like fascist like totalitarian this is dystopian cyberpunk fascist cybertron yeah <laughs> right i'm surprised there aren't like giant um like monitors all around cybertron with his like face like barking orders and yeah um shouting like megatron propaganda at at nobody since everybody no nothing has a spark i guess a good robot is a robot who lives for nothing but serving their master <laughs> tenant 2115 and then one vehicon comes along and happens upon a sp- uh, special pair of sunglasses that let him <laughs> see through everything and he sees the posters for what they actually are. And the posters of Megatron's face actually say, Suck my Obey. dick. <laughs> Suck my floppy dinosaur dick. Suck my dick laser. <laughs> oh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's true, I tell you. I smacked him across the face. <laughs> True, that's technically canon. It is, yes. It, it's technically canon. Uh, Mega, Beast Wars Megatron wagged his dick laser right in and blew a huge load, like right all over Optimus Prime's face. Almost killed him. Almost. <laughs> Almost doesn't quite cut it, though. Yeah. So, so, got it. <laughs> Gotta close your eyes when that's when that's uh when that load's about to come, you know. Well, he was sleeping, so that was when he started getting evil. Oh, so that's he, he... that's even worse then. That's like yeah, it's not non no consent there, man. Yeah, shit. That that's that's when he started to turn to the not just the um cackling kind of like mustachioed villain, like putting a damsel on the train tracks. That's when he he turned into uh. What would become evil Megatron? Yeah, actually, I would say it was. Uh, uh, oh, it was with Rampage when they. Mm. What about when they blew up? When he blew up the signal tower. Oh and yeah, the show ended yeah. with him like cackling as like the explosion. <laughs> eh, no, that's still Shakespearean. Yeah, that that's still that's just fun. You're right. When he tortured, that that's when he became 
cruel dictator yeah megatron i am with you there um and geez where the heck were we oh apparently rat traps um constantly shifting body horror (laughs) uh between beast mode and robot mode his Um, his cronenberg shit yeah his robot cronenberg uh robotenberg it doesn't roll off the tongue um cronenbot there there you go so rat trap cronenbot um breaks free of the energy shackles because of how unstable he is and for some reason the control panel for their shackles is right beside all the maximals like like he just walks like two feet (laughs) well that uh well that's just prime and indeed um Megatron's distracted and doesn't see this happening. And he actually I, I just realized the... your shirt says Prime on it. <laughs> it might be mirrored, so. No, uh, no, yeah. it isn't on my end, actually. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So uh Yeah, I, I am I'm fond of this shirt. I think Christopher and I got this in like a loot crate like eight years ago or something. Pretty hype shirt. Yes. Uh loot crate was always hit or miss. I'd either like love it or I'd go, there's nothing in here for me. See, why did I buy this? What I would do with Loot Crate is I would only subscribe when I would only subscribe if I knew, like, if like the thing, because they would always give you like teasers, like, oh, this month's right, crate like, is going to have like things from this franchise and this franchise and this franchise. Yeah, like sci fi stuff like Halo and Mass Effect. So, ba- and the theme is, um, ring or yeah or yeah yeah space so if the and it was always like items from like six different franchises i think so and if it if i was very fond of at least four of them then i'd be like okay well sure we'll do it we'll do it this month and then sometimes i would look up spoilers because like people would get crates early Uh, so i would look up spoilers to see what was actually in it and if it was shit that i was like eh not really into it i'd be like i I should have done that i'd be like okay can't uh cancel this month or you can skip months whenever you want right yeah i should have done that oh well what you gonna do so i've actually only ever gotten i think maybe like five or six loot crates in my life over the years too many too Too many loot crates too much loot crate it's true. I've got so much shit that I'm actually going to be selling or just donating or giving away. Yes. Um, Too many knickknacks of collecting dust. Um, I actually had, I, I don't know how, I blame Loot Crate. Um, I blame people giving them to me as gifts because they'd be like, oh, I saw that you had like some Matrix and Firefly um, Funko Pops. And somehow I ended up with like 20 of the motherfuckers. And we have a friend, uh, Xtina, who just puts them against her wall and she has like a whole wall of them and she just loves them and she collects them. That does not surprise me. I, I, even from the franchises I liked, I'm like, even the exclusive ones, I looked one up and it was like $45 on like eBay. Um, She was missing the ones from Napoleon Dynamite and I had them and I 
gave them to her. I gave her like 25 or maybe not that many. I gave her like two huge like canvas bags like full of them. And I'm like, here you go. Just before the uh, the pandemic hit um, in early 2020, I went to Fan Expo Vancouver and there was a shop like a uh, like one of the one of the booths that was there was a, just a shop like selling shit. And really, that's all cons are nowadays for the most part is just like shops. Just like a play like uh, just you walk around and buy shit. Um, but there was one that was just all Funko Pops. And I shit you not, I saw one there that was priced at over $5,000. Excuse me, I got some allergies coming my way, folks. So hope I'm not too sniffling. Um, $500 or $5,000? It was like $5,425. It was behind, uh, it was in a case. And it was like a fucking like baseball player. Did they make like 10 of them? I don't I don't know. I just saw the it's price the... tag and it was like and yeah, it was like of a baseball player, a baseball player I'm not even familiar with, but it and it was like limited edition. Sometimes things are priced exorbitantly high just to see if they can get a bite. I feel like but who to an extent but like not generally not at things like cons because like they know that people that are coming there are people who are aware of like the collector's market and the values of things are they because the gist that i have about cons is that nobody has money like 80% of the people use their disposable income on their cosplay and the ticket to go to it. I can't speak to like the actual value <laughs> of like Funko Pops, but like comic book vendors and comic book uh, oh, pricing. Collectors. It, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm yeah. talking about is the collector's market. Um, I'm uh, somewhat familiar with comic book pricing and at comic book uh vendors at uh cons like that like the the comic book pricings are pretty accurate okay so i imagine it's probably the same for things like action figures and fun oh that much i i i don't know there must be like a like a hundred of them or here's the thing though sports people are insane right yeah like sports people it's like oh that's a signed jersey blah 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 and it's in this uh frame with glass in front of it so no dust and no one's touched it and it's like 40 years old and it's like uh one of uh like uh gretzky's rookie jerseys forty thousand dollars i guess and it's just like holy shit gretzky should have kept all of his old clothes he only wore it he only know? wore it once and he wore it once during practice just before he played that Stanley yeah. Cup game where the the Oilers won. $40,000. Yeah. $40,000. $40, I... Yeah, sports people are the ultimate fucking nerds. <laughs> they are. Like people <laughs> they, they the 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 jocks. Yeah. Um will like make fun of people play video games or make fun of people that like watch Twitch, but they're they're watching sports. 
and they that, and that's the same thing man they, they watch sports and they'll go and play like fantasy football and shit like that and they which make is fun of dungeons and dragons oh i was gonna say which is like basically <laughs> their version of playing D. Like, <laughs> yeah s- super sports fans are are just fucking dungeons and dragons collectors yeah, they're, they're just nerds yeah they're they, just nerds they about different th- uh, about a different thing yeah um, I had my dad I, uh, was I, friends with. So, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say real quick. Um, I back in my younger days, like I considered myself a metalhead, and I pissed off so many like other metalheads because I referred to them as metal nerds, and they're like, "We're not fucking nerds." And I'm like, "I'm like, okay, well, tell me about this band," and they'll be like. Oh yeah, they were formed in blah blah. They uh they had this person as their basis until like 1998, and then this person took over for just as a session basis for this album. But then a different basis they had uh for touring, like during the 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 tour for this album. But then they brought in this person from this other band to do a uh, bass for. Uh, the next album but they still weren't considered a permanent member and right. i'm like so they, they know like, everyone's life story yeah and i'm like i'm like yes like you're a fucking metal nerd like you're just a nerd about metal yeah i'm like i'm a nerd about metal too like that's that's just i'm just calling a spade a fucking spade here <laughs> yeah but just uh, call a sports fan a nerd he'll be like hey I'll have you know my collectibles are way more important than your collectibles. Exactly. And that's of Magic the Gathering cards. Exactly. And then it's like, but dad, my cards are worth five grand. <laughs> well, it's nerds of a different color. Well, we're going to sell that shit because daddy needs a new signed baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. So where were we? This is a wild tangent. Oh, the Maximals are free. Yeah, the Maximals are free. And, uh, uh, and they transform. Yeah. They Sailor Moon transform. And uh, man, what, what a crazy show this is. Megatron just like floats towards them and summon, summons lightning. I guess he can do that here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Optimus uh, does this like vision quest type thing where he like contacts Tankor Spark directly. Right. There's actually a funny shot where you see like Tankor like sprawled out, like like all of his limbs like outstretched, and he he's kind of just spinning around in space. <laughs> oh yeah. I was gonna make that the show art for this episode, but I thought it was a little too busy. It it's a little busy. They're in space. Yeah. Like the yeah. So I noticed and, um and Gary Primal's in the lotus pose, like floating around, like look, yeah, in space, it's, like it's some transcendent shit. Yeah, talking to talking to Tank or Spark, and he's basically like, Remember the maximal you were, help us fight Megatron. This planet, it's it's pretty rad. I I I've always loved the vision quests of Beast Wars. Yeah. Uh so I really like the vision quests and beast machines, but I really love the cyberpunk dystopian hell as well. And for some reason, um, when he snaps out of it, Megatron's like, don't listening. They're trying to confound you. So Tankor kind of shakes his head and go, he goes, Tankor, confuse. And he attacks the Maximals anyway. <laughs> and he, 
he shoots them, but when he shoots them, they transform back into their beast mode. He shoots each of them once. And I'm like, what? Hold on. Does Tankor have a special shot that forces them to transform back into their beast mode? No, they 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 go into beast mode when they're stressed out and lose. Oh, focus. when they, they can't control their focus. Yeah. Right. I'd... Well, he shoots Rat Trap and he transforms back to beast mode too. Whatever. Well, yeah, I <laughs> I I don't have an explanation for that one. But I, I imagine getting shot by like a giant, like maybe it stabilized Hulk, some circuits like, that were fucked up. Getting shot by a uh, hulking tank uh, probably would uh, discombobulate. You That'll a do little it. Bit. Oh, you know how I was talking about giant, like floating, like monitors with his face. Yeah. Hey, sixteen oh eight. Giant, giant monitors with his face floating around. <laughs> oh yeah yeah vid windows sweet that's that's all i wanted to to complete my dystopian uh cybertron <laughs> tankor open your mind open your mind <laughs> and megatron like force lightnings tankor oh yeah <laughs> yes he's a sith lord why did i <laughs> i realized that till now his face is all fucked up. He's got a scar. His eyes are red. He brings the emperor. He brings like a, a tube. Yeah, yeah. 1999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars episode one. The uh, the cracks are starting to show in this <laughs> series in regards to uh, it being very of its time and drawing influences very much of its time. Very, very much. Uh, Rat Trap does something selfless here. Um, I guess the lightning couldn't stop Tankor. So he had this cable come down from like the blackness of the ceiling and latch onto him yeah. and electrocute him that way directly. Yeah. And it seems to be slowing Tankor down. But then Rat Trap comes and uses his teeth like a wire cutter and he latches onto this cable and like spins and breaks it. Yeah. So good, good job, Rat Trap. And so Tankor like tells them to run. Megatron gets pissed off and like goes back into dragon form. Oh yeah, that's right. So one thing I will say is I understand that the Maximals like getting stressed out and losing focus, that putting them back into beast mode. Kind of makes sense right. because that's what's been established. That like that's the rule that's been established with their new like reformatted forms from the Oracle. Yeah. I don't get why that's a thing with Megatron, because this is literally just the same Megatron that we saw on planet at the end of season three on Planet Energon. Oh, you're you're right. This isn't like. He hasn't been reformatted. Um, this is or an anything. Oracle reformatting. This is um, Transmetal. Transmetal 2. two. <laughs> uh, this is Transmetal 2. Megatron. So I don't understand why him getting stressed out makes him like forcibly go to beast mode. Unless he purposely gave himself the virus too. But a uh, 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 a 
a better one to suppress. Wait, no, because then that would keep him in dragon. Yeah. Wait, no, it's the Oracle. That's the problem. Not. Yeah. What? Wait. Like Christopher said earlier, he's exposing all the cracks of the show here, but in, in a different way. Yeah, why would stressing him out make him go into beast mode? Yeah, he he hasn't been reformatted into a techno-organic body by the Oracle. Like, he, he is just transmetal to Dragon Megatron from Season 3 of Beast Wars. He's clearly, he's clearly done some work to his body to, like, try and remove the beast honey you got some work done you ain't fooling no one yeah <laughs> um yeah it's, yeah it, he gets stressed and changes into dargan it's a dragatron cheers it's a <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just it's a weird plot point and he seems to really hate his dragon form yeah but it's like dude you're a dragon yeah like you can fly and shoot fire, and sometimes only once shoot ice. Uh, he did it twice. Once against, oh, right. Once against Optimus, and once against the fucking the Vok. Yeah. Dude, the bird, cat, uh, tiger cock. <laughs> tiger cock. <laughs> Yeah, good catch, man. That's yeah. So um So they run. Yeah, so they run. And they got Tankor with them. Tankor. They got a new buddy. Yeah, Tan- I'm liking it. Yeah, Tankor goes with them and uh Dragontron is like blowing fire around and I'm angry. Ah. But then he calms down and he <laughs> I love that shot I... where he calms down and he just goes yeah, he just looks around, and I'm gonna try to find the line that he says here. It appears that Optimus had the right idea. Bypass the body yeah. and target the mind. Yeah. And while still in dragon form, he's like, hmm, very calmly. Hmm. It appears Optimus had the right idea. For a second, I thought he was like looking around and he was like, it appears that Optimus had the right idea. My dragon form is fabulous. Like, that's what I thought he was talking about. Because <laughs> he says it after he transformed, but now it's yeah. target the mind, not the body. I will never target the hearts of my followers. No. No. We only have sparks. And that's if you're lucky. So he goes to the computer, and as we know, he's connected to the matrix um, circuits. The matrix means something different in this show, right? He's connected to the net computer network of planet Megatron. Yeah. So he just goes, computer, erase the last uh, 20 nano cycles? 20 cycles. 20 whole cycles. 20 whole cycles. Mm. An entire Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Gone in the blink of an eye. <laughs> computer, erase... An entire Saturday afternoon's worth of memories from Unitanko. Yes. Let's see how you like that, Primal. You disgusting, stinky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, uh, Tankor, as he's traveling with the others, and they're all like, oh, it's good to have you, Tankor. Let me tell you, that Megatron guy sucks. 
Tankor grabs his head, screams. He goes, no, Tankor! <laughs> Tankor, <laughs> and, it hurt! <sighs> and then he transforms into his tank form. And he goes, Tankor, smash! Start shooting and, at them. And they're like, man, will this guy make up his mind? And <laughs> I liked that line. And Gary Primal is like, well, not with Megatron in there tampering with it. But then they should have ripped out his Wi-Fi dongle before, <laughs> right? Here. Um, so Gary Primal like tries to like Lotus Pose. He hides behind like a not a rock. They hides behind the corner, like a, a corner of a wall corridor corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, tries to <laughs> goes like tries to Lotus Pose and is like it's like oh I need to contact uh, Tank or Spark again. And then something I like this scene. Something that I find really amusing. You hear like a dial tone. And like a boop. Yeah. Boop. And we see we hear Megatron being like, I'm sorry. Tankor can't be reached right now. No. Please leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> and in uh Gary Primal's eye, we see like uh megatron's face i thought okay that's now we're getting into true like cyberpunk shit like hacking and like if for a second it almost seemed like it pained primal yeah to try to like do the the connection with tankor yeah <laughs> please leave a message after the fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> just kidding tankor's my bitch now Yes. Once again. Forever and always. Once again, that dumb truck <laughs> ass is just too sweet to let go. Yes. No. <laughs> Absolute dump truck. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, Would you like to leave a message, you dumb shit? Yeah, I found that pretty funny. So they... Yeah, they fight Tankor. They, they fight Tankor. Uh, Black Arachne restrains him. They get away. Uh, Jetfire and Jetfire, Jetstorm and Thrust like say some bull- oh. say some bullshit to one another. Right, because um, Tankor, when he's immobilized, his gun had already started powering up, so he shoots himself. Apparently, with so much force, he propels himself off the ground and through the the catacomb like. Right. ceiling i i know we point out the looney tunes stuff but that's never a bad thing yeah like i like the stupid looney tunes shit in the show <laughs> most of the time i draw the line at super eight um <laughs> but it's funny not only does he because they're underground in the catacombs or whatever not only does he fly through the ground yeah he leaves an imprint like a, a tank or like looney tune <laughs> hole in the ceiling and they like the maximals like look up at the the tank core shape hole and of course and i i saw this coming before it even showed thrust and and jet storm where does he land they're like oh i can't wait to get my hands on that big bucket of bolts and they look up and there's that sound and he crushes them and i was like perfect ending to this then the maximals are like 
Maximals are basically just lamenting about what happened. And yeah. Gary Primal is like, oh, I sensed a familiar presence in him. Yeah, because they're like, hey, well, how'd you, how'd you know he was going to join us, bro? Yeah. And then the I episode ends with like a presence. with a shot of Optimus and uh, Tankor's heads floating in space, which is the, the show art for this episode. I was going to say, if, if it's not them floating, if it's not Optimus, primal floating in space in the lotus pose can it please be yeah. their heads floating at the end of the episode yeah uh so that what a fucking wild show <laughs> uh that's it yeah so so that was uh uh episode four of beast machines uh mercenary pursuits um here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and other Beast Era-related shit on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Cal, what are you going to rate Mercenary Pursuits on the Too Much Energon scale? This is actually my favorite episode of Beast Machine so far. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I praise oh, the, because the so far, uh, for, for the listeners, if you've been uh, paying attention, so far we are three for three with Beast Machines. Too much Energon ratings. I, I so know. Far. And it was the, the, the Sith Lord Megatron shooting lightning yeah <laughs> <laughs> people um the cyberpunk like i'm sorry like th- tankor can't be reached right now leave a message after fuck you <laughs> um it's just so 90s sci-fi trope ish yeah and the mate the whole thing with the matrix and phones too right like the way they escape the matrix is through a phone the way i appeal to tankor is through the matrix <laughs> um they don't hard hack him right yeah like there's a spirituality to this but like if it was just sci-fi they would like jump on him and like plug something into his neck or or something right so it's it's so wacky um and i didn't mind the comic book lines and the anime like background going on um it has like holes that we've caught yeah <laughs> that we pointed out but there's not a single episode of beast wars or beast machines that doesn't have some minor yeah bs like that so i i it <laughs> Go i was ahead. just gonna say real quick uh before you give your rating uh i am finding finding it increasingly comical just how much these people were really fucking hyped on the matrix <laughs> As yeah. I mentioned on previous episodes, this was like six, seven, eight months after the Matrix came out. So it was enough time for them to draw oh, influence yeah. from it. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> the, if, you'd, if you didn't think so before. Straight up, like Black Arachnia doing the, the Trinity like jump kick. Anyway, what's your rating? It gets too much energon for me. A very high too much energon. I'm also giving it a uh, too much energon. I I hated the anime shit, but I had and the, it was on screen for seconds. Yeah, yeah. 
hopefully that doesn't become a regular thing in this show going forward but and uh thrust and jet storm fighting was kind of dumb but it a waste of of air time yeah <laughs> it it basically kept them out of tankor and the maximals hair when because that was the main yeah the the main plot of the movie yeah, yeah. it was a little three stooge ish yeah um it's a low too much energon from me, but <laughs> it's still a too much energon. Let's see how far we can keep this uh, too much energon rating train going for Beast Machines. Oh, geez. Uh, we'll see. How many seasons of Beast Machines are there? Two. Two. 26 episodes okay. total. I'm extremely curious to see how how good or bad this can get. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so that has been episode 54 of Too Much Energon. Best way to support the show is if you, whatever you're listening to or watching this on, give it a like, give it a subscribe, give it a five-star rating, anything. Helps us out with discoverability. Also, if you like this show and you know other people who like Beast Wars, tell them about it. We, uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon or facebook.com slash lasercomb, which is kind of the central hub of all of the various shows that I produce and we host. Um, Twitter. Uh, the show's Twitter account is at Too Much Energon. I am at Lasercomb, L A Z O R C O M B. Uh, Cal, you are at NeoCal with a K. Yes? Neo underscore oh, Cal with a K. Neo underscore. I know Cal. why nobody uses underscores for Twitter, because when you're shouting it out, underscore is three. It's basically like a space, but it's three sp- syllables. Mm. Underscore. Neo Cal is just is just three syllables. So with the underscore it becomes six. It's it's too much, man. <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah. So I, I apparently made a mistake. Somebody else had Neo Cal without the underscore. Can you can you even believe that? Um I it's the same dude that has that has it on Xbox. On every like single social media platform for the past like 15 or so years <laughs> yeah. it's just this one guy who's out to get that you. son of a bitch who's out to get you <laughs> yeah everything man everything <laughs> um uh patreon uh support the show on patreon patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b just as i spelled it before uh starting at five dollars per month that's canadian so much right. much less in uh american dollary dues cheaper than a cup of coffee from starbucks uh starting at five dollars you get access to the to the laser comb discord and you also get literal hours every week of preamble audio where we shoot the shit on this and right. various other shows uh it's also a 
fun way to find out about what's to come because a lot of the time we kind of hash out what our plans are for future episodes of this and other laser comb podcasts uh on the preamble so if you want laser comb spoilers yeah <laughs> check us out uh there's also a ten dollar tier and a 25 dollar tier but uh uh go check those out uh face or patreon.com slash laser comb uh, we will be back next week with uh, episode 55 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about the fifth episode of Beast Machines, Forbidden Fruit. Mm, I wonder what that episode is about. Uh, I remember this one, so I'm uh, I'm curious to, uh, mm. to revisit. I'm interested in revisiting it and curious to to, to hear your thoughts, good sir. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that about does it for this episode of Too Much Energon. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And as always, I'm Neo Cal. And until next week... Reward! Megatron will reward us! <laughs> <laughs> With death. <laughs> Bye-bye. Beast Wars!